Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Exactly. I would literally buy merch just so I could see it burned. I, I just, I hate that show so much. Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to Lovecast, a boys love podcast. I'm your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Kayla. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, Pixie's losing it to start off the episode. <laughs> I'm just losing it in general, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're all losing it a little bit. So today we're bringing you another BL 101 episode. So this week we're going to do like a dive into the boys love industry and how it looks like outside of Thailand because we do tend to talk a lot about Thailand. (laughs) So namely, we're going to talk mostly about Korea and Japan because of the boost it's had the last couple of years. So... Alexa has been kind enough to make the whole <laughs> script into gigantic size so I can read it without my glasses. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so how the Korean and Japanese BL markets are more closed off, the fan culture isn't as visible as it is in Thailand. And we probably mentioned this in our interview with Kaho as well especially with the Japanese market, because anyone who's read manga or watch anime know that getting stuff from Japan is a pain. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's pure pain because they are very, they live in their own bubble. So, and they're very stern on copyright law. So... They won't show anything to the rest of the world unless they have like the proper copyright stuff in place. And, and no it's one really wants to hard deal to get through. Yeah. No one wants to deal with Japan because it takes like freaking forever to get anything approved. Just look at when they announced Cherry Magic for Thailand and they couldn't show yeah. the trailer because they hadn't gotten the proper <laughs> approval from Japan to do it. And that was, what, Mm. like four or five months ago? And we still have not seen that trailer yet. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that show works out if they can't even get the trailer, like, licensed to release. But Right. Yeah. Right. So most, like, we're lucky that we're even getting Japanese BL at this point. Yeah. I mean, we did for a long time. (laughs) Like, I think Mm -hmm. Cherry Magic was the first one that was... Mm -hmm. 
had an official, official. international release. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the times it's just like fan subbers who are mm-hmm. taking up the work. And it for started over. with the fan subber, and then halfway through got released on um, Crunchyroll and Crunchyroll. Yeah, mm. and now like Gaga, Ulala, and Vicky get a lot of them. Which Vicky doesn't surprise me because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Vicky is owned by a Japanese like right. company. Rakuten, Vicky. Rakuten, yeah. Yeah, Rakuten. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that they eventually kind of release the Japanese BLs on there, but Gaga is also kind of on the... I mean, yeah, Vicky did already have, like, Japanese shows. Some of the older ones, yeah. Yeah, they... When um, the BL craze was, like, two years ago or something, Vicky barely had any BL on it. Like, barely. Mm-hmm. Just a couple. But recently, they've really boosted their BL catalog. Before, mm-hmm. you couldn't even get the BL category if you searched for... In the search option, BL wasn't listed as one of the categories yeah. even. But it is mm-hmm. now. <laughs> you can find anything yeah. there. <laughs> so that's that's where I go to watch either Japanese or Korean BLs, mainly. Same. Because I feel Gaga Ulala, like, while they're great for taking on so many titles that they do, they tend to get the worst ones. (laughs) Can we say that? (laughs) Yes, we can say that. (laughs) I mean, they... Yeah, once they started focusing on BL... The ones they, and it's probably like a licensing issue yeah. for them, but they are only getting their hands on shows that aren't that great. And I'm not, I don't feel like you see my money on it. At least with Vicky, <laughs> I can watch K dramas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Gaga, like they're still a very small platform overall, and they focus mm-hmm. like only on queer media and BL. So I think. Yeah the size that they are compared to something like Vicky or ITE mm-hmm. or WeTV, where where they also, like, those sites all also offer, like, hetero het dramas from, like, China mm-hmm. and Japan and Korea. So, like, those platforms are just bigger and I think have more mm-hmm. to offer. So I think a lot of shows that are looking to license internationally are going to look at those bigger platforms yeah. first, which is why Gaga ends up with some of the smaller and not as... I will say this. If Gaga had focused more on the actual queer content instead of BLs, I would be more inclined to have that membership because when they were focusing on like Strongberry and and all of these, those are great. And Mm. that content was great. But recently it's just been the the like second class BLs. You're not wrong. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And they, yeah. I do think they could have a stronger market because they do a lot of, like, they even do some production of their own, like, queer original media. So it could be cool if they focus more on that subsect. But, yeah, I think they're mm-hmm. trying to get in on the BL market. So they're putting a lot of focus on that and promoting the mm-hmm. BLs in a very, like, specific way, which is, like, you know, Gaga has a reputation for. Mm-hmm the way they promote their BLs and the scenes that they focus on when promoting the BLs that they have on their platform and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it would be, I would be more inclined to it too, if they kind of focused on promoting more of the queer media, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, kind so... of back to Japanese BL. Another thing we talked about with the Kaho was just the way mm-hmm. I think they consume fandom in Japan in general mm-hmm. They're much more quiet, I guess, about their fandom tendencies. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking with her about, like, you know, people will go to things like BL cafes and, and made cafes and stuff like that. But, like, they're not going to go, like, tell all their friends about it and, like, yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I went to yeah. this BL cafe and watched them put on a little <laughs> BL skit for me over the weekend type yeah. thing. Whereas, like, you know, I think 
and other places like talking about your fandom interest and in, is more culturally acceptable but i think especially mm-hmm. with something like bl since it's a very still women focused genre in japan yeah it's you're more inclined to be quiet about it and kind of keep that interest to yourself and you know mm-hmm. mostly talk about it in your private online spaces probably as opposed mm-hmm. to putting it out there publicly which mm-hmm. kind of speaks to how the fan culture is more closed off compared to in like thailand yeah. and and stuff like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's Japanese culture to be more withdrawn and not show excitement for things. And I remember, like, this is a little bit off topic, but I remember seeing clips, illegal clips from a K-pop concert in Japan because you're not allowed to film there. But everyone was just, like, sitting nicely in their chairs and, like, stomping their feet because that was, like, their way of showing support when the song was happening. Everyone yeah. was so was... quiet. Yeah, at the concerts in Korea, too, like, they do the fan chants mm-hmm. and they, like, cheer at the end, but, like, they don't stand, mm-hmm. like, like, there's this very yeah. specific, like, concert etiquette that they follow. Awesome. I've seen a lot of videos from people going to k-pop concerts in both korea and japan that are like coming from the west that were like mm-hmm. this is not at all what i'm used to at a concert yeah. experience like western k-pop concerts everyone is just screaming and shaking ass literally barking kayla's been there before oh, oh yeah <laughs> nice yeah we don't get k-pop concerts here so <laughs> yeah so we also talked to kang Wu about like in korea like for those who don't know kang Wu is a director from mm-hmm. strongberry a company that makes primarily lgbtq media but have recently come out with a show that they themselves classified as bl Choco milkshake, which was amazing, by the way. (laughs) Go watch. But what he was saying in the interview we did with him was that it's really hard to find funding. I think mainly because of the homophobia in the countries and just like in, yeah, yeah, they haven't realized the capitalistic effect BL has. Yeah. Is that a way to say it? <laughs> Pretty much. No, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the times with Korean BL, and you know, I myself have been there. It's like there's a lot of desire to see longer shows mm-hmm. and more episodes, and you know, mm-hmm. more production quality. But they generally just like aren't getting the budget for it yet. Like most mm-hmm. of them, compared to if you're looking at the number of sponsors on a typical K-drama, like, you see them at the end of the episode. They're just, like, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling worth of sponsors. Like, Korean BLs don't get that. And that's Mm -hmm. where K-dramas get their funding from. Like, you know, that's why they insert those sponsor clips and stuff Mm -hmm. into the show because that's where the majority of their funding comes from. And Korean BLs aren't getting that yet. So a lot of the times it's these small production companies like Strawberry or these smaller platforms like heavenly which is like a Mm -hmm. korean like online streaming platform and watcha it's another one that are like i guess funding these bls themselves maybe with some Mm -hmm. sponsorships that are like smaller or sponsors investments but it's not they're not getting the public loud what's the word i'm looking for they're not getting the people who are giving them the big money to invest in the bls basically so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do you think with this we're getting a little bit ahead of our but i think talking about it do you think like the influx of idols in k-dramas or kbls and jbls are sort of pushing for the sponsors and the quality being higher Um, maybe over time Mm -hmm. we will see like a slight change towards that but i feel like currently i haven't noticed much of a difference i mean with our dating sim was great it was fluff but it was it was good like it Mm -hmm. compared to some of the other ones that spin out recently it was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and the eight cents which is airing right now and it's only been two episodes but it is really good 
Yeah. I think right now with Korean BL, I feel like we're seeing BL, being in a BL, have more of an impact on an idol's career as opposed mm. to mm-hmm. an idol being in a BL being having more impact, impact the BL, on the BL. Yeah. yeah. So, like we've seen it with Jay Chan and Semantic Error. I think he's probably mm. the, and Soham, who is also an idol. Right. They're probably the biggest example of, you know, Jay Chan being in Semantic Error, like, I don't think it's far off to say, like, almost saved his K-pop group, you know? Because they were very, like, not well-known at all. And he was in Mm -hmm. Samantha Guerra and it blew up in Korea. And now he's very well-known there as well as his group. So I think, you know, right now it's a lot of smaller idols starring in BL. Although we have had, like, some older popular idols like Leo from VIX and Gong Chen from BONA4. But they're not necessarily at their peak anymore, which is sad to say. But I think eventually, like Kayla said, like they'll start seeing the impact of having idols and BLs and like the established fandom that brings. Mm. And, you know, depending on the size of the group and stuff, we might see it definitely have some impact on the way BLs are produced and the popularity. Yeah. But right now, I think it's more of like the other way around where BLs are yeah. helping idols because of the online. Mm-hmm. support and fandom that BL has especially among international fans yeah I kind of wonder if the K-pop industry is like afraid of the KBLs because there's like this because of the homophobia in the country that people mm-hmm. don't really know how the general public will mm-hmm. really react to it mm-hmm so I think like they're trying to be careful about it, which is honestly sad. Uh, but uh, I understand with the didn't they change the president recently? And yeah, and there was this back. whole they have a very it was very conservative very president conservative um, yeah over there right now. Which I know Kang Wu talked about. You know the worry that that would impact the even more mm-hmm. so the funding that yeah. Like, Places like Strongberry and the other Korean BL production companies are getting. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the behind the scenes if we've actually seen any of that happen. But I know that was a worry that he talked about. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree. I think, especially with the bigger, more popular idol groups, I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of probably wariness from their companies because it mm-hmm. is so hit or miss with the general public. And if you're an idol that's more well-known in the general public, they're going to be pay more attention to the shows you're acting in and things like that so i do think there's probably still a wariness there but but isn't there a k-pop group that like made a really like music video where it was kind of bl themed only only one of yeah 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 they did like a whole series of queer music videos Um, Mm -hmm. and i think they're going to be in a bl eventually yeah i, I, I saw that I somewhere I something like that yeah yeah they definitely have i think they're definitely compared to some other k-pop groups much smaller but i think them doing that has definitely had a big big impact for them mm-hmm. in terms of like fandom and recognition so yeah yeah i just think korean bl is really still growing yeah i mean it's really only been here since 2021 so mm-hmm. Long I think it still has a long journey to go on, but it's it's nice yeah. to see where it's improving so far. Mm-hmm. And they are growing with like the amount of shows being released all the time. And mm-hmm. I, sometimes we do get shows that are actually like semi-normal length. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is great. Sixteen <laughs> episodes, which was wild, unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It was wild. Yeah, so Korean BL is basically inspired by the classic K-drama style of production storytelling. But you do have some directors like Hwang Da-sol who have gone for a more indie film approach. I think like Hwang Da-sol, for those who don't know, made the first BL, like official BL in South Korea, which was Where Your Eyes Linger. And it started, like, her, the quality of her shows are so high that it it's, like, we weren't she ready for some of the crap that came <laughs> <Literally>. later. <laughs> she 
is the standard. <laughs> she's the only one that can reach the own standard that she set. Oh, mm-hmm. oh dude. Like, she made one of my favorite ones. Like, I genuinely like every show that she's made. So yeah. my favorite one is To My Star, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I guess Alexis is, Alexis is blooming. Yes. Same. Uh, yeah. Blooming. <laughs> I don't so know. Yeah, I just, To My Star just Danny's here. <laughs> I mean, To My yeah. Star is definitely, like, my second favorite. But blooming just has that little... A little oomph for me. It's fair. It's fair. But yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, with she... the production of Korean BL, I do think like Hwang Dussel's kind of indie style is what set her apart. Because I think that Korean dramas in general have a very distinct production style. And I think that's one of the things that make them popular. But I think Korean web dramas in general also have like a very certain aesthetic that's kind of like that Mm -hmm. very bright, kind of overly airbrushed, kind of soft Mm -hmm. look. And I think that's what a lot of the Korean BLs go for. So for me, that's kind of what made a lot of Hwang Dasul's stuff stand out because she kind of stepped away from that. And I definitely have the same vibe about the eighth sense right now. But yeah, the production style of Korean BL is very distinct and I feel like Japan mm-hmm. is the same way yeah yeah and I mean <laughs> Japanese BLs are something else <laughs> <laughs> I will say like we've mentioned this before Japanese BLs are very okay very very fluffy like soft just like good feelings and then you have like the extreme where it's it could basically be porn. <laughs> it is like softcore porn sometimes. Pretty much. Yeah, it really pretty is. much. And it's tackling like really like it's tackling dark, like, dark heavy. stuff. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, every trigger warning you can think of happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't want to say the words for each thing <laughs> just because YouTube is very particular. The YouTube about algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> but just trigger warning, okay? <laughs> but I will say this, and I mentioned this when we were talking to Edison and DC from Femmes React, that mm-hmm. I think Japanese BLs have such a range. Like, it's everything, like, every show is different. And I haven't, I genuinely haven't watched a bad Japanese BL. I feel like everything has its space and everything has its story to tell. And even if some of them weren't my favorite, it was just because like the story didn't speak to me, but the quality of it was still good. Yeah, Japanese BLs have always been my favorite out of all of them sometimes i wish i could have like the japanese bl style but then like the thai industry type visibility mm-hmm. where you have like fandom culture because i feel like that would just be perfect because i'm so into fandom culture but with japanese bl since it's isolated i also feel like i watch it very isolated mm-hmm. yeah you're like oh who is talking about this in the same way that yeah. they're talking about like thai bls or something like that yeah the problem with the Japanese BLs is too that you can't really react to them on YouTube or anything mm-hmm. because of the copyright yeah. laws. So there's no like buzz. The, it's... Yeah, there's no way to get that visibility going. Yeah. It's like no. it kind of either catches on like Cherry Magic does or mm-hmm. it kind of flies under the radar like a lot of them mm-hmm. have. So, Like um... everyone I've talked to loved Old Fashioned Cupcake. Like everyone mm-hmm. raves about it. But it's there amazing. Was... Yeah, it is. But there was no, like, internet craze about it. Like, there mm-hmm. was no, like, we get with the Thai BLs, there was nothing, like, huge. And it deserves to be huge because it is so like, good. If people only knew about this, it would be... I feel and I the same we're... about My Beautiful Man. I think, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's a huge section of fans that love that show for the toxic puddle of mess it is. But... <laughs> The only thing I sometimes see online on Twitter and stuff is someone sort of low-key ragging on it. And I'm just like, dude. 
Yeah, it's People hard. don't understand nuance. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think with, like, with the Japanese BL, because the fandom is so closed off, you don't have, like, the fans translating things as much as they mm-hmm. are with, like, Thai BLs or Korean BLs mm-hmm. that have, like, such a strong translation community. Like, you have right. people that will step up and translate Japanese dramas if they're mm-hmm. not getting picked up internationally, but they don't have people translating the tweets and the interactions mm-hmm. and the videos, clips that people put out, I think, in the same way that other BLs do. So, like, it really doesn't give it a space to catch on as much in the international mm-hmm. fandom. Which kind of sucks, because, like, I'll go into the tag for something like My Beautiful Man, like, in the English tag, and I won't see much. But if you click on the Japanese tag, there's, like, so much conversation and and interaction going on there. And I'm like, I wish I could understand and, and you know, yeah. see what the, the Japanese fandom is yeah. talking about. Mm. Yeah, I sometimes feel like um, the Japanese <laughs> BLs do sort of get wallowed in what's happening like because for the japanese fans they have a lot of bl they have a lot of going on they have their own fandom communities where they talk very amongst themselves in japanese so mm-hmm. and the small subset of shows and content that we get is not like compared to what they are talking about so mm-hmm. we kind of get mm-hmm. left behind in the dust yeah yeah especially when you think of things like movie releases Mm -hmm. like with something like cherry magic the movie there was a lot of hype there for that Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people were really excited about it but you know it was released in japan and that fandom you know had its time and talked about it and then it was released in a couple other countries and then they put it out on dvd so like english speaking fans or english understanding fans could finally watch it and that was, you know, months and months and months after the mm-hmm. Japanese fandom had already been, like, done and moved on. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, it has such a potential on a global scale. And it just fell flat. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about when you mentioned Old Fashioned Cupcake, something that I think is really unique about the production of Japanese BL is their ability to, like put a full story into such a few number of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Old Fashioned Cupcake yeah. was five episodes, and yeah. the story felt full, and it felt complete, and it felt immersive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Japanese are like six, eight, sometimes 10 or 12 if we're lucky. But I think they have this really like good ability, and I think Japanese dramas in general tend to be kind of like in the eight to 10 episode range, which so yeah. maybe it's just the, they're used to doing production that way. But they have such a good way to tell a full story in such a short amount of episodes. Whereas in like, I think that's something the Korean BLs really struggle with because yeah. a typical Korean drama is 16 one hour episodes, and that gives them so much time to tell the story and really develop it. Flesh Whereas the Korean BLs we're getting are eight, 15 to 20 minute episodes. So I think they haven't Mm -hmm. quite found that mark of taking a full K-drama storytelling and shortening it into a shorter amount of screen time and episodes. Whereas I feel like J-dramas, J-BLs are already really good at doing that. Yeah. I -hmm. would say that like most of the Korean BLs that are out struggle with the storytelling. And Mm -hmm. some are terrible with the storytelling. Like, I've talked about this before. I just don't know how to make it smooth yet. The individual circumstance, all the liquor. Like, it's it's just so bad. Like, it's a show that shows that the director or whatever has no idea how to tell a story within that time frame. Mm-hmm. They just leave everything out. There's no cohesiveness at all. Yeah. And then you have shows like the earlier ones, like Wish You and the one with the ballet in it. You Make Me Dance. You Make Me Dance. You Make Me Dance, yeah. And, and Mr. Hart. And on those ones struggled for... They lacked something. And usually they would manage to make it cohesive when they made it into a movie. Yeah. Most of the BL movie stop, versions. BL stop, the, the movie versions have just like. That's right. They did kind of stop doing that. <laughs> no, they're still doing minutes. it. 
dude, they're still doing it. The new employee Korean BL, that's getting a movie now. Oh. Yeah, it's not out yet, but it's up on on Vicky as coming soon. So they're still doing it. Okay. (laughs) But Mm. but whenever they do that, they sort of they seem to have a better understanding of how to make it work when they're making it into a movie. But when you cut it up, suddenly they sort of lose stuff here and there. I don't know, to make room for the intro and outro? I don't know. (laughs) They they obviously have the content, so I don't understand why they just take it out. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of the... I noticed with a lot of the Korean BLs I've watched lately, mm-hmm. I don't like how they transition from mm-hmm. one episode to the next. Yeah. It feels mm-hmm, so choppy. And then they like repeat a scene yeah. from the previous the episode first... that wasn't even at the <laughs> end. Minutes. And it yeah. <laughs> it like confuses me. I don't know. Dude, and they make the the repeat not the same clip as they used in the previous like no did that. When they different. were sitting on the fence thing wall, yeah, that clip they ended with, and when they started up the next episode, it was a completely different one. <laughs> they ended the last one with a kiss, and when they got back, they stopped right before the kiss. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, it's so weird. <laughs> it's so mm. weird. I kind of feel like you have these directors seem like they are better at making movies than TV shows. (laughs) So they are thinking, when they're filming it, they're thinking of the movie and how the movie is going to look. And And then they are just like, oh shit, we need to chop this up. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Up to send it out as a TV show. <laughs> and they, they forget which clips they've used in the previous episode. <laughs> you just forget. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. No, so, yeah. Yeah. With the Korean BLs, the, in the beginning, when it Wang Dasol came out with Where Your Eyes Linger, and all the ones that came after were actually pretty good, despite some storytelling flaws. <laughs> but they yeah. were... They weren't as bad as the the individual circumstances. And, oh, what's it called? Precise <laughs> really shot? And... There's one called Cut Something, and it's it's so bad. Like, the Tasty Florida one, I felt was kind of okay. It wasn't great, but it was Mm. kind of okay. that era was such a, yeah. 
kissable lips was sort of okay i like kissable lips because it's a mess and it's so twilight so that one gets a pass for me okay okay well that the actors they, in kissable but then they also lips have, like, do, do, of- do good mm-hmm. yeah they had po- roommates of poonduck after that too which yeah. i think yeah oh my gosh i yeah. like that one so yeah yeah i think it was a little bit like drawn out but it, it wasn't bad they have great yeah chemistry. I, I think like the bottom line is like korean bls are so so hit and miss like yeah. you get five like forgettable ones for every one that you're like okay this one was pretty good and i think <laughs> it's so just, true like, and the ones that you think are like truly, truly good are like even that's even a smaller portion. So it's just like yeah. so. I the only... do enjoy Korean BLs for the production aspect because I love mm-hmm. K dramas, but I think yeah. they're just still really trying to find their stride trying in the it, yeah. BL web genre game. Yeah, I think if you think about the whole of the show, Semantic Error was the one that have done it best so far. If you think about everything as a whole, like the filming, the story, everything, cohesiveness and true to the story from the manhwa and all that, I think they've done it best personally. But I think Light on Me was the one that got closest to actually being a K drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they just had the time. Although it was to, frustrating like... as all hell to watch because of the indecisiveness. <laughs> is he going to choose him or I is agree. he going to choose him? Or we all know it's very K drama. <laughs> very K drama. It's very K drama. And I feel like the who is the lead, who is the actual lead thing in K dramas is one of the things that I've never liked about it. So that's why I couldn't watch Light on Me as it was airing. Like I had to wait until the end. You had to know see who, who he was going to end up with, <laughs> and then I binge watched it because I was just like, I can't do this back and forth. But yeah, so but it was cute. yeah. I mean, it they had sixteen cute. episodes. I loved it, and they were like thirty minutes. Like that was mm-hmm. that was a decent length, and even the eighth sense. Like the first two episodes were both forty minutes. And the drama, I think, is going to be 10 episodes. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, they're working with a little bit more time and space in the episodes yeah. to kind of make the story happen. So I'm really curious yeah. to see how that I think what fascinated me out. about what fascinated me about Light on Me is that it's based off of dating game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was super, bu- because everything else, all the other BLs we've seen basically have been from... Usually a manhwa or... Manhwa or a novel. That's usually mm-hmm. because that happens in Thailand too. And in Japan, everything is based off a manga, manhwa, webtoon, or a novel. Fanfic because novel. <laughs> no one wants to. No one wants to make something that they haven't had the proof of being popular mm-hmm. yeah which is a little bit sad because a lot especially with novels a lot of them aren't made to be a tv show like you just can't translate the story to the screen yeah 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 i would love to see more original stories in bl as a whole mm-hmm. like give more of the writers a chance to kind of like create something that is made for tv from the jump instead of trying to adapt a novel or a manhwa or whatever yeah. i feel like that would really allow us to see more diversity in the genre mm-hmm. from all countries so yeah who knows maybe we'll get there one day mm-hmm. yeah something like young royals that isn't based off of anything right I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I freaking love that show. Okay. (laughs) So BL does originate from Japan. We've talked about this several times before. I think we talked about it in our BL 101 first episode too. So it makes sense that they have like this, their own circle bubble about it Mm -hmm. but i think what's great is that like thailand is sort of the one that pushed bl to the world 
Because it was obviously it was still popular in Thailand before it actually got picked up by international fans, and it mm-hmm. was that like popular shows like Together and like under the pandemic it just flew off the shelves and we got the Pinoy BLs and the Korean BLs as mm-hmm. a result. I don't think those mm-hmm. would have gotten to the point where they are today if it wasn't for. Thailand's success. I agree. Absolutely. Although yeah. I will say, can we just just talk about Filipino BL for one second? Because <laughs> that's a hot mess. For it at the end, <laughs> they had Game Boy, they had Gaia Sapolikala, and then it all just went down in flames and drama and and. There's been so much bad shit happening in the BL market in the Philippines. And it's so sad because the fans there are crushed that, like, the industry is getting, like, exploited by people who shouldn't have their hands in the industry at all. Yeah. Kayla, as well. Do you have thoughts about this? <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm trying to think of like what I have mentioned before so that I'm not like repeating myself over and over. But I do think it's kind of sad that there was this obvious like boom that was very capitalistic. Yeah. And like it makes sense that everyone wanted to jump on the BL train and kind of make their own thing to hopefully blow up. But it just the part that makes me sad is that I feel like a lot of people are using just like BL as like a term or like a title to gain like monetary and like personal success Mm -hmm. instead of making something that is like quality and had meaning Mm -hmm. behind it. And obviously, like the exceptions are Game Boys, Gaia, Pelicula. I would even say like boys lockdown yeah is under that umbrella too but it's true that like the majority of them i mean they fell off because people were just trying to make a quick buck yeah (laughs) and i'll tell you firsthand the philippines has a problem with scammers Mm, they have a problem with scammers in the entertainment industry like it's a big issue so i am not surprised by that aspect of it playing a part in the whole either yeah. Yeah. Because we haven't seen anything out of the Philippines in weren't they making a boys lockdown too? Didn't they get the funding for it? Yeah, so, so I were... remember yeah, I even donated to it, but I mm-hmm. think they for some reason they had to cancel it. Do you remember why, Alexa? There was a natural disaster. I think a typhoon or Right, that happened Mm, right when they started um, their campaign and they shut it down because they were basically like you know if you have this money we'd rather you give it to relief efforts as opposed to our production so Mm. and I don't know like the leads were together fairly recently but I don't know if anything's ever actually gonna happen from that again but yeah Yeah. it was if anyone is interested we did an interview didn't we yeah. Yes. yes. Alec and Rafi. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> it was just. It was before we did the video interviews, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. season one. Yeah. The OG days. The OG. But yeah, I think with, <laughs> with the Filipino BL, it's just like, you know, things like Game Boys, like they had heart, and you could tell that yeah. they actually cared about the story that they were telling. Everyone in the production crew and the cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the same can be said for things like Diasaw Pelicula, despite, you know, the things that have happened with the yeah. production Direct. of that show. The mm-hmm. actors cared about it. You know, Paolo and mm-hmm. Ian cared about it. Most mm-hmm. of the production crew, besides the shitty people, cared about it. Mm-hmm. And they cared about the story that was being told and they cared about the queer community. And I think like a lot of the BLs that are coming from these that were coming from like these really small, like kind of obscure production companies didn't have that heart. So yeah. they were trying to do really sensationalized sex scenes and yeah. things like 
that to bring in the views because they just wanted like the monetary benefit of it. And obviously that is not sustainable because we are not Mm -hmm. really seeing anything from the Philippines that at least nothing of note that has come across like people's radars recently. Yeah, I do feel that some companies tend to think that they misunderstand women's interest in BL. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get the whole overly sexual content instead of actually bringing a story and stuff to the table. Like, obviously, there's always exceptions. Like, even the worst shows coming out had some viewers. (laughs) But <laughs> it, it, I do have a lot of the companies that went for the quick buck hair did not understand why they didn't understand women or why women were watching BL. Yeah. Even yeah. Just the fandom in general wanted. Like they just didn't quite understand the draw of BL as a genre, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess because of that, a lot of the Pinoy BLs toe that line of lgbtq plus media versus bl mm-hmm. and i feel like they were some of the first ones that sparked the conversation about like what is considered bl yeah where and what's not yeah and another one that sort of has been really going sort of downwards recently which is sad because they had their glory days in taiwan <laughs> the taiwanese bls like they did yeah. they were doing so good with history three and it all went down yeah. i think the I writer like... they lost is one of the reasons mm-hmm. yeah because i just yeah. feel like well, first of all, they've been producing a lot less BL than they were in, like, 2018, yeah. 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, every time we get a show, I feel like these days with Taiwanese BL, a lot of it feels like the same thing. Like, they've been doing a lot of, like, the similar, like, workplace vibe of, like, I don't even think, can't think of the shows, the names of shows right now. Like... Be loved in house mm, and the one with the two lawyers that's like completely (laughs) slipping my mind. Yeah, have Uh, plus and minus, which was okay, but still, yeah. But they just feel like very repetitive, but like in a different way, I guess. Than like we've been talking about the Thai BLs feeling repetitive. Yeah, yeah, and I just feel like the writing hasn't quite been up to par the way it was in their peak days. Problem: Um, the writing isn't good. It's cohesive. It's just not good. It's not yeah. good storytelling. It's boring. Yeah. There's no depth to the characters. There's no depth to the story. It's just very superficial drivel. Yeah. <laughs> and it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter if the guys are hot and have chemistry because the story they're getting is just sad. It's not yeah. bad. It's just not good, it's just like, and it's boring. It's just like fine, yeah. Like every time I think of a Taiwanese BL I've watched lately, with the exception of About Youth, because I really like that one, even if Pixie didn't. <laughs> uh, I think all of the other ones, when I think about them, the ones that I've watched, I'm like, it was fine, but they're forgettable. I feel like these days, mm-hmm. and it stinks because I feel like Taiwan wasn't a really good place with their BL at one point they had a really good production value they were Mm -hmm. telling interesting stories they have really really great actors with great chemistry but it's just like the storytelling and the writing these days it's just like not doing any of those other good things justice and so I feel like none Mm -hmm. of their shows are like sticking the way they used to yeah yeah and that's kind of why I put in our notes that Taiwanese BLs use a lot of the yaoi like the classic yaoi tropes because i feel like they try to put every single trope into a show to try to make it interesting yeah. and it just ends up being a mess oh god that like, like slow catch when someone falls or a towel <laughs> that falls off and it's just <gasps> like oh, surprise dick no <laughs> surprise i <laughs> That's com- like I've never thought about that, but you're completely right. They are just putting tropes in there and hoping for the best. Yeah. yeah. Talking about bad tropes, do you guys remember my day? 
yes unfortunately this is filipino okay we're on to filipino again but if people haven't people listening haven't watched my day please don't save yourself (laughs) it is an abomination on earth it was they thought they were doing something clever and campy and and tried to be funny but it's I so vehemently hate that show that I <laughs> like I would I would den- I, so fun. <laughs> I would literally buy merch just so I could see it burned. I, I just I hate that show so much. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I can add to that. <laughs> I just, I had, like, since there's a BL 101, I had to give a warning. <laughs> do, Trigger warning my day. <laughs> do not seek it out. I am, even if you see sexy scene clips, it's not worth it. It's very this, not worth it. This is how I feel about history close to you. Oh, God. Yeah. That one was probably the worst, one of the worst BLs oh, I've seen yes. since I started watching BL. I, we did a whole episode about how bad it was yeah. because it was that bad. We needed to do our duty to inform the people. But I feel and like time- uh, the close to you one is bad for us because we know that it's just so outdated and just wrong but for younger watchers they're gonna watch this and just like ooh, this is no people this is sexy people were fighting us (laughs) people (laughs) like tiktok people on tiktok when we posted like we posted some type of clip about talking about history for and people Mm -hmm. were pissed at us in the comments (laughs) they were like It was very much like the just because oh, but he you don't loved like the him girls. because yeah. he was writing in a journal. Like, he loved <laughs> him. There were some, there were some very rich. strong supporters of that show, and like they came at us, and I was like, "Okay, you guys just you know think do what you, you want. I guess that's fine. You do you. Yeah, you do you. Do you. No, I feel like the people who like that show are very into." hardcore yaoi yeah i could see that it is very much a hardcore yao like speaking of taiwanese be just putting tropes in there and hoping that they stick that's like I'm that's saying. the prime example yeah. of it mm-hmm. <laughs> not even just like the silly ones they use the tropes that i guess would be considered triggering too yeah and what gets me is that show is trying to be really woke but at the same no. time is so misogynistic <laughs> that it's just mm. terrible the whole like i can't forget when they're in whatever the tub or whatever and he says to him if you had like if i was a girl and you like touch me like that that would be sexual assault and I'm just, no, it's sexual assault when he's touching it's you, still, too. It doesn't matter which gender assault. you are. <laughs> Genuinely harmful. <laughs> like Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, we're going off. We're, like, getting really triggered <laughs> off of this. <laughs> All this to say, I feel like both Hanoi and Taiwanese BLs have some really, really, really good gems that we've talked about before. But yeah. we best love. Like, oh, it's so how did cool. we not we mention that? Love. Oh my god! Yeah. Right? If we you haven't watched We Best three. Love, go watch it. History two because of you was great. You're yeah, that was great. Here in it's heartbreaking, but yes. please watch it. But yeah, I just feel like I would love to see, like, every time with the Taiwanese BL, every time they announce a new show, I'm like, oh, I hope this one will be good. Like, I hope this one will bring back the vibes. But, like, I'm just still hoping because none have really done it so far. So, yeah, let's hope they can get back to their heyday again soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hopefully. Okay, so should we go through some of our favorite shows from korea and japan i was going through my list and i have like a very specific list of 
absolute top favorites that will come up mm -hmm. on my top favorite BLs of either country or wherever. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously <laughs> to my star and semantic, semantic error. error. Mm -hmm. Those are just chef's kiss. And I would also like our dating sim. It was very cute. Okay. okay. I'm very here for it. And as for JBLs, I oh, I keep forgetting. Like, okay, you have Old Fashioned Cupcake, which is amazing. And My Beautiful Man, like we mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. also so amazing. And what's it called? <laughs> Candy Color Paradox. I know it's not like oh. the highest mm. budget, but it's such a good story. And the actors are great. We did a review yeah. on that one, by the way. Go watch it. <laughs> Just came out. Go watch it. Yeah. I think we've done a review of all of those. But <laughs> we we tend to do a lot of reviews of Korean and Japanese people because they're short. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're easy for us That's to binge true. watch. Um, That's true. Yeah, for Korean BL for me, obviously, I to my stars one of my favorites. Blooming is my all-time favorite. But what else have I really liked? I think anything from Strongberry is worth a watch. Oh, um, yes. They do 100%. tend to fall more, like their shorts tend to fall more into the queer media realm, but mm -hmm. they're they're so short, but they're so impactful. And I also really liked Cherry Blossoms After Winter was pretty good. I hated it. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> I understand uh, why you like it. I just okay. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> there was another one I was gonna say. Oh, I like Roommates of Poonduck three or four from Korea mm -hmm. as well. For Japanese BL, Hatsukoi is one of my faves, and of mm -hmm. course, Cherry Magic is always up there. Mm -hmm. And you know. Old Fashioned Cupcake and Beautiful Man, like Pixie mentioned as well, are very good. Yeah. For Korean ones, Blooming All Day. Blooming Forever. I also still love the first and only the first season of Color Rush. Ooh, just I pretend just, the second one doesn't yeah, exist. I, I do actually agree with that. I don't care what the haters say. Color Rush was <laughs> amazing. The first season was good, yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved Color Rush. I also loved You Make Me Dance. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that one is super underrated. And what else was there? Mr. Heart, I really liked when it first came out. Yeah, I haven't rewatched it since. So I don't know if <laughs> my opinion would change. <laughs> but I really liked it when it came out. Mm -hmm. Japanese BLs, I still really love Life, Love on the Line. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was just yeah. gonna like, that will when always you were be. Done, I was gonna mention that one. <laughs> I just that will always yeah. be one of the best ones, and definitely my beautiful man, one hundred percent. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting like all of them now. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so under the BL, Kabe Koji. Yes, Kabe Koji and Keita Hatsuka. I both loved mm -hmm. those two. I love a lot of Japanese BLs. That's the one where, like, I can watch them. And even if I'm not in love with them, I'm still like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 You don't feel like you wasted your time ever, I feel like, after watching the Japanese BL. I will say there's... I can't remember... I just remember that there's one Japanese BL that I thought was really bad. And it's the only one. But I can't remember what the name was. I think I had one that okay, I thought okay, was okay. bad too. Yeah, Senpai. This can't. I was be gonna low. say Senpai. This can't. It be low. Is oh, I so didn't watch that. Bad. <laughs> I didn't watch no, it. No, but the actors are great. You obviously, if you've seen the Until the World, what what's it End called? End of the World with You. Is it? End of the mm -hmm. World with You. Like the actor is amazing. It's not the actor's fault. The story is a hot mess. Like, it's the first oh, time no. I've seen a Japanese BL, like, fall flat on his ass when <laughs> telling a story. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. We did a review of that one, too, if you want to see. I think that was just me and Pixie <laughs> that, that did that one, but yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I'm looking at this list and actually I don't think there has been a Japanese BL that I was like, I absolutely hate this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, BL well, for the win. We can say that like we've probably not seen like half of the Japanese BLs that actually exist because we don't have yeah. access <laughs> <Right>. to them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Ooh, do you rem- they did a live action of the 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 What's it called? You've read the manga, Alexa. Given? Banned. The, given. Oh, given. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it was, it was pretty blah compared to the manga. I, but... I think if you want to watch something about given, watch the anime over the live yeah. action. Because I like the anime. But the live action. I mean, the live action was... would have done better if you. If it was longer, I think. I mm-hmm. think it wasn't it wasn't enough. Yeah. The one time where they didn't do enough with their time frame. Right. Well Oh my gosh. Yes. Any final thoughts that you want to get into about all of this to say. I feel like both of the genres in terms of access to international fans are still very recent so i think there's still a lot of growth to come from them which i'm looking forward to and i think both korean and japanese bl and even taiwanese bl have a lot i mean all of these countries have a lot of good things to offer if given the right circumstances that's the word i was looking for but yeah particularly with japanese and korean bl i just i'm really looking forward to seeing the genres continue to grow and Mm -hmm seeing what kinds of stories they'll bring us in the future. So hopefully it'll keep growing and keep expanding in the coming years. Yeah. I feel I am more into watching Korean and Japanese BLs now. I recently, that's the shows that I personally think have given something just my taste right now. I don't know. Taste Mm. evolves. Like suddenly I'll be tired of Korean and Japanese and be back with the time. <laughs> yeah. It's phases. Yeah, it does. I think I'm just not over the eclipse. So I just can't enjoy <laughs> the IPLs. The eclipse ruined everything. Oh, genuine. Like, genuinely. I can't. Yeah. Okay, so that is it for our episode this week. Which country typically produces your favorite BLs? Let us know in the comments down below or on social media. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, comment, and subscribe. And while you're at it, why not share this episode with your friends? It really helps us out. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope to see you again soon. Until then, bye. Bye-bye. Seventy five. Okay, <laughs> okay, yes. The way it shows up on my phone is huge. Dude, that does actually help. <laughs>
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 